And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. Down the Via Dolorosa In Jerusalem that day The soldiers tried to clear the narrow street But the crowd pressed in to see The man condemned to die on Calvary He was bleeding from a beating there were stripes upon his back and he wore a crown of thorns upon his head and he bore with every step the scorn of those who cried out for his death down the Welcome to the Really Real Deal. This is your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. I am so happy to be here with you all uh, here on this Maundy Thursday. Uh, Some call it Holy Thursday, uh, the Thursday. uh, Well, Good Friday tomorrow. And, uh, of course, we're winding down a holy week here. And, of course, uh, all day long on talk radio, (laughs) on the news uh, there's been nothing uh, but wall-to-wall uh, talk about the release of the Mueller report, which is uh, it's, it's just a pack of lies. And uh, I've been covering the Mueller report here on the Really Real Deal with uh, the Word of God, and I've been doing it ever since Mueller uh, started. And uh, so we're going to get to that in the second segment and I'm going to tell you, folks, all I'm going to do is quote the Bible to you. This, this is not rocket science, what they're doing. Uh, but uh, in our opening, we're going to focus on uh, the holy season. You know, why is what is it about these these names? And, uh, and, the, and, and, and hang on, too, for those of you who love politics, because there's a connection. Of course, you know, there's always a connection. OK, I try to take Christian faith and make it relevant to everyday life, you know, to take it uh, out of the prayer closet, out of the pew and out of the pulpit and put it into the public square. OK, and just uh, make it plain, so plain that a fool would not be able to make a mistake. And, uh, you know, and again, like I say, it's, it's really not rocket science. It's, it's all right there in the word of God. And, you know, even all this political stuff, it's right there. If people would just, you know, get out of, get out of their own modern mindset and, and accept the fact that there is a God, God is real. The the Bible is the word of God. And, you know, I don't care what your university um, so-called professor taught you. 
I, I really don't. You know, as, you know, if one of these university professors wants to call the program, they're free to do so. Not in the opening, though, but, you know, I'll give the phone number out later on. But, you know, Monday, Thursday, it's uh, Monday is like a, a it's like an Anglo French word. Uh, let me just kind of pull it up here so I can give it to you very precisely. And uh, it's uh, it's derived from the Latin mandatum, which means commandment. OK, so Monday, Thursday is related to Jesus's final commandment. And so on that Thursday was also the date, the day of the last supper, which we who are Christians and we uh, we engage in a thing that we call communion. Okay, and so all of this, this happened on Thursday. And then, you know, so we're going to discuss this today and we're going to discuss Good Friday. And why is it even called Good Friday? This is the day. Now, some people say this is the day that they put Jesus to death. But the reality is that this is the day that Jesus gave himself. Okay, because they did not take the life, the physical life of uh, Jesus, our big brother, the firstborn of many brethren. You know, he was born into the family of God. The rest of us, if we choose to do so, are and can be adopted into the family of God. So we can all become sons and or daughters of God. Okay, but Jesus is the first. And so Good Friday and, you know, and I have to cover this today because I won't be here on Friday. So I'm giving you Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday kind of in combination here and just sharing uh, some things. And I and I pray that what I have to share is a blessing to you all out there. And uh, but, you know, there are many uh, there are many traditions and some of it is even uh, kind of confusing. And, you know, when you research it, you see this one says that the other one says the other. Some say, oh, uh, Jesus was crucified on a Wednesday and he rose on a Saturday. Some say Easter. I always grew up, you know, thinking Easter Monday. OK. And so, you know, people have different ways that they count. You know, what is three days, the third morning or is it, you know, is each day a full 24 hour day? That all of that is what I like to call minutia. Okay. Now I have a kind of a selfish reason, okay, for calling it minutia. Number one, I am not a theologian or a a super scholar. Okay. You know, I am a I love the Lord. I love learning and reading and I try to soak it up like a sponge and I try to share it with you. Okay. And that's it. Just a humble little old country boy trying to do the will of God. And now, if you want precision and someone to say, well, those that say this, they are wrong. And I, the great brother Craig, the hatchet man, I am right. Okay, I'm not that guy. Okay, uh, but I don't think it matters that much. I think if you accept the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made, I think if it were, if he made that sacrifice on a Wednesday or on a Friday, I don't think it matters. I think the content of your heart matters. And on Monday, Thursday, and Monday, and think about what the, what the meaning of it is now. It's commandment. 
and Jesus's final commandment. And there are other things that happened on that, the washing of the disciples' feet that happened on that Thursday, okay? The breaking of the bread, and he's saying, do this in remembrance of me. This broken bread represents my broken body, okay? When he says, drink this, take this cup, all right? I will, I've been wanting to do this with you, and I won't be able to do it again until the new kingdom. But do this in remembrance of me. This represents my blood, which is shed for the remission of sin, okay? Sin of little old humble sinner me, okay? A little old humble sinner you, shed for that reason, okay? And so if we accept that, then all this, the minutia no longer matters, okay? Whether it's, is it Easter Monday? Is it Easter Sunday? Okay, it doesn't matter, all right? Was it, was it, uh, was it a Wednesday through Saturday? Doesn't, all of a sudden, that's minutia, okay? And so just like all of the details of, of folks are talking about the Mueller report, that's, that's all minutia. It doesn't matter, okay? So we have a lot of... Uh, you know, well, I won't say a lot, but, you know, mostly this is going to be kind of a Bible lesson day uh, today uh, here on, on the really real deal. Although I try to give you a little bit of that every day, but it's going to be a pretty good dose of it today. And uh, so and I, and I hope you enjoy it. And we're going to open the phone lines up. And uh, now what we're going to do, we're going to be taking a break here uh, very shortly. And uh, but I see we have a few uh, we have a few seconds uh, left, and so before we have to go to break, now I have all these Bible verses up. Okay, um, give you the exact quote uh, here uh, for because because it's Monday Thursday, and Monday means commandment. Okay, the Book of John, chapter thirteen, verse verse thirty four. For those of you who may want to look it up, well, actually, just read the whole chapter thirteen. Okay. And uh, because earlier in that chapter, you get into the washing of the feet and there's some spiritual significance beyond washing of feet there. That's very important. But uh, for for the, the commandment, he says, I give you a new commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this, all men shall know that ye are my disciples. And then he repeats himself a third time, if ye have love one to another. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army, military groups like Special Operations, Wounded Warriors, Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance, and there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. 
Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, and I am coming back at you live. Uh, what a lovely, beautiful, beautiful uh, song there. That version is actually sung by uh, members of the Israeli military. Uh, hallelujah. Beautiful, beautiful rendition. And uh, you heard the ad there for God and Traditions, folks. Uh, very good friends of this program. Uh, which means they're a very good friend to you. And I would just highly encourage you to give them uh, support. Uh, if you have a need for the products that they sell, uh, tool sheds, utility buildings, playhouses, pool houses, gazebos, uh, little yard bridges, uh, play sets, uh, porch swings, dog houses, picnic tables, they have acres and acres and acres to choose from, okay? Lowe's and Home Depot have five or six units down at the end of the parking lot, and when you walk inside, the first thing you see is chipboard, okay? You walk into these units, you will not see any chipboard. So if what you can see is quality, the part you cannot see is quality, Okay? And so you go there and you tell them your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, ask you to stop by and to check them out. And I would I would greatly appreciate that, folks. And they're right on Jefferson Davis Highway, um, north of the 288 interchange, which makes them very, very centrally located to the entire central Virginia region. Uh, from anywhere in the sound of my voice, from the further, and, and this is a 170 square mile signal. This is a huge signal. Even from the furthest parts of this signal, you can get to Garden Traditions in 45 minutes. From the furthest, from the furthest part, okay? And not only is quality for you worth the 45 minute drive, supporting a Christian business that supports this radio broadcast, that is worth a 45-minute drive. And, of course, if you're right there in Richmond or in Chester or in Petersburg, it's, you know, it's it's a 15- to 20-minute ride, okay? So, anyway, I appreciate that, folks. Now, uh, back to what we were talking about. Now, the subject matter here is always the seven C's of a successful society. And, of course, the first one is Christian faith. And, of course, you who are longtime listeners, you know that, you know, in the, just like in the Christmas, the Christmas season, we we do Christian themes throughout the entire season from Thanksgiving on up to New Year's. Same thing we do in Easter, and we don't just do Holy Week. We do 
um, the entire Lenten season. And, uh, and it fits with the theme of this program throughout the rest of the year because it all begins with our Christian faith. Because without Christian faith, you would not ever have had the other six of these seven C's of a successful society. Constitutional limits, conservative values, capitalistic opportunities, confrontations with evil, choice in all things, consistency in application of law. All of these things are things that we find in our Christian faith, and and we find them. Why do we find them in our Christian faith? Because our, our big brother, Jesus Christ, the firstborn of many brethren, because of his sacrifice, and that is the only reason, is never because of us. You know, what I do here behind this microphone is not because of me. It's because of my Lord and Savior. It's because of the Holy Spirit. It's because of the Heavenly Father. It's because of all of the wonderful people that he has put into my life and into my path, okay? From my sweet wife, Mrs. Hatchett, to the elders, the many elders, many people. Now, back to Monday, Thursday, and I am in the book of John. And again, I highly encourage you to read the entire chapter 13. And now, but I'm going to focus in the last few minutes before we go to the next break on the uh, washing of the feet, which is another tradition on Monday, Thursday. Okay. And, you know, and I don't mean, you know, some evil, wicked person that's trying to do this to pretend to be righteous. Okay. I've seen politicians, you know, Democrat politicians, particularly Nancy Pelosi doing the washing of the feet ceremony. And, you know, and these people, they support aborticide and all kinds of evil. I got some Bible verses for them too. I'm going to read you Luke 2020 on the other side of the break and how these people, they pretend to be righteous. And it's the word of God. And he, Jesus talks about ye are of your father, the devil. So Jesus has a group of people where he says your father. And then in the Lord's prayer, Jesus has a group of people where he says our father. Okay. And so, and it's nice for us to live. Well, in a sense, it's nice to have this, you know, idea of that, the, the, the brotherhood of all, but we all have free will and we choose, we give our heart to God. And so, we potentially we all can be sons and daughters of God. But the reality is we are given free will and we have to make that choice. We, but all we have to do is make one step. Now we make one step. God will make 99 steps. Okay. But he is not going to override your free will. Now uh, back to the, uh, the washing of the feet. Now Jesus wanted to wash Peter's feet, Simon Peter, and but Peter protested, saying, Lord, I can't have you wash my feet. And Jesus tells him, well, look, you know, if I can't wash your feet, you can't be with me. And so then Peter says, and I'm paraphrasing here, then Peter says, well, you know, now Peter wants to go overboard. He wants to say, well, don't just wash my feet, Lord, wash my hands and my head. And then Jesus says to him, where well, we all clean, 
So we don't need to wash everything else. We just need to wash the feet. So now what's the significance of that? Okay, you're supposed to be clean as a Christian brother. But from time to time, your feet need washing. That's because if you are a Christian brother, you have to take the Christian faith out of the prayer closet, out of the pew, out of the pulpit, and into the public square. So you have to walk into places that are not clean. And so you need your brother from time to time to wash your feet spiritually. Because otherwise, you're just staying in the clean place where people are already saved. Okay? And so, anyway, we're up against our bottom of the hour news break. Uh, The number, if you'd like to call, 804-454-1366. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. And, uh, yeah, I hope you all were listening to that ad there for PerfectManTruth.com. Please go to that website, PerfectManTruth.com, and uh, send a little something uh, their way to help them let people know the truth. Uh, I'm going to share a quick little Bible verse with you in regard to that uh, book of Deuteronomy Chapter 28, uh, the Lord will bring a nation from afar, from the ends of the earth, to swoop down upon you like an eagle, a nation whose language you will not understand, a ruthless nation with no respect for the old and no pity for the young. And uh, they, I just heard that, uh, uh, I forget which one of the cathedrals up in Boston, I think it was St. Peter's, uh, a guy walking through the parking lot of the cathedral going towards the cathedral had a gas can and a lighter. And the guy lies and says, oh, his car ran out of gas. The police found his car. His car was not out of gas. Okay. But over in Notre Dame, they say, oh, that was an accident. We need to wake up and we need to dig deep and we need to support people that support us or else there will be no Western civilization. There will be no Europe. There will be no America. Okay. There'll just be evil people ruling over us ruthlessly. As the word of God says, a ruthless nation with no respect for the old and no pity for the young. Don't say you didn't know. That's the word of God. That's not the word of Brother Craig. And we're going to welcome Brother Fred to the program. What's on your mind, Brother Fred? Uh, good afternoon, Brother Craig. Great to hear you. And thanks for bringing the gospel to the, the ears of the many. Um, you know, Doubting Thomas, uh, you know, after, you know, Christ rose, you know, we all have a little Doubting Thomas in us from time to time. Uh, yes. Or had, had some Doubting Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about it the other day, Brother Craig, with young children that come home from public schools and, 
You know, they I think they're taught to be like the detectives. You know, well, you know, what is the evidence, Dad, that mm-hmm. uh, that Christ existed? You know, and, and there's a lot of evidence. Yeah, yeah, there is. And you know what I came up with, and I wanted to share this with you. You can comment. I'll hang up. And you can comment. But I said. All right, you, All right. You, you you're coming in and out. Yeah. I need you to yeah. hold the phone real okay. close to your okay. mouth. You come, you're wavering okay. in and out. Okay. Can you hear me better? Yes, uh, yes, much the, better. The, the, I, I said to my my kids, I said, the evidence that, of the existence of Christ is two words: my life. <laughs> and, and, and if we as Christians can know Christ to that degree and say, look at me. I'm the I'm the evidence that Christ exists because I want. Yeah, amen, you know, brother. In but, that. So anyway, I'll leave you with that. The doubting promises in the yeah. world. Yeah, and you know, let me say life, this to you, Fred. Let me yeah. say this to you, Fred. There's an old saying that goes: the only Bible that some people will ever read is the life and actions of a Christian. Yeah. So amen. Be the evidence. Amen. Be the evidence. Thank, All right, brother. Thank you, brother. Love you. Love you too, man. All right. All right. Yeah, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, but okay, now we got another break coming up here. So let me see if I can kind of squeeze this in. And and the number, again, we'd love to entertain your calls here, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And I promise you we're going to get to uh, the political intrigue that's going on today. And uh, but again, like I do with everything, I like to search the word of God and try to find, you know, in my own little country boy way, you know, I I just I kind of take things to heart. It's like, you know, reading the Constitution. I'm founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., but I'm not a lawyer. I'm not what the uh, elite people would call a constitutional scholar. Uh, but I don't look at case law. I just look at the Constitution itself and the First Amendment itself, which is it's just a few paragraphs. It, it's it's it is not rocket science. OK, these things are simple. And there are a bunch of experts that have made us think that is somehow complicated. And one of the most, you know, one of the greatest Christian men to ever live. And, you know, not to say he was a perfect man. We don't worship man. We worship God. But Martin Luther, with all his flaws in other areas, he took our Christian faith away from people that kept it from us and gave us a personal relationship with our own direct uh, capacity to read the scripture ourselves. And we're going to take another quick break and we're going to hit on that again on the other side. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. This is a man's word. This is a man's word. But it wouldn't be nothing, nothing without 
That's right. You tell them, James Brown. Welcome back to the program, folks. Man's World Radio, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. I am coming back at you live. And, uh, yeah, this is not radio for wusses. I'm telling you, folks, this is Man's World Radio now. If you're a wuss out there, we welcome you to call now. You, you, you can call, but I tell you, folks, you better pack your lunch. And I don't mean celery and tofu. You need to go get you a thick burger, okay? Hey, if you want to come up, come up in here and challenge these things that I'm sharing with you, okay? Because I come not of my own strength, but you know I'm bringing you uh, as best I'm able uh, the Word of God. And uh, so, now, and if I make an error, I welcome correction. I really do, and um, and uh, as I actually desire a correction because I don't I don't want to be in error, okay? But I I am just a man, okay? So uh, 804-454-1366 is the number here, 804-454-1366. And uh, now I did promise you I was going to get to the uh, big, big, huge story, the politics of the day. And uh, the first hour of the program is three, uh, three-fourths of it is over, okay? So I guess it's about time I got around to that. But I'm going to kind of take my time and get to it. And I'm still in the Word of God, Book of Luke, Chapter 20. Okay, and so Jesus is uh, talking uh, about uh, John and the, and the baptism, and he's asking them, was it of heaven or was it of men? And so now he goes on to tell a parable of, uh, of men who, you know, husbandmen who are put in charge of something, and they and they beat and they kill someone and saying, hey, if we get rid of him, you know, we can uh, be the inheritor. But then when the Lord comes back, he's saying, OK, what what should we do uh, with them? And so and these people, uh, they're listening to, the, to this and they are feeling guilty because they know, you know, the, and, and I'm going to read to you exactly what it says here. Uh, verse 19, and the chief priests and the scribes, okay? And see, and I like it how it says this here because one of the things that is it's being specific, okay? One of the problems I have with, um, and I think this is a reason why there is uh, anti-Semitism among some Christians, not so much today, but historically it has been because quite often people will, just say, oh, the Jews, okay? But you you don't do that with any other group, you know, although the Democrat Party, they attempt to do that. And yes, I did get political because I, I am political. The Bible is political. Don't like it, change the channel. I'm political. The Word of God is political. It's, it's good against evil. And sometimes in politics, it is just that plain and, and, and cut and dry. It's good against evil, because this thing with uh, saying the Jews as opposed to saying the leadership of the Jews, just like when I critique the Republicans, I say, I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Republican. I'm talking about those low fat, weak need Republicans in leadership that refuse to fight evil. And similarly, when I talk about Democrats, it's OK. I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Democrat. I'm talking about the people that make the rules that that push the narrative, the media members, the academic, the academicians, the uh, the elites, 
the Soros types, the this Tom Steyer types, you know, the uh, uh, Bill, you know, what's his name, the billionaire. You know, these types, the people that run the show, not the people that are under deception. So now if that's very easy to understand, why would it not similarly be easy to understand when this, the word of God, it didn't, it didn't say the Jews. It said, and I'm going to read it again, the chief priests and the scribes. Okay. So that's the Jews in leadership. Okay. That's not all Jews. And just like in the sensibilities of uh, 2019, we know we're not supposed to say all rich people are this, all poor people are that, all black people or all white people or all men or all women. But there are people that they push those types of narratives. There are entire communities that hate the police because you have one bad police out of a thousand good police and the focus is on the one bad one and you have an entire community hating on the police and refusing to cooperate and then there's a greater loss of life because of a lack of confidence. And this is purposely taught and purposely pushed. And so we should not do these things because you look at biblically when, you know, the the people that, crucified Jesus. And remember now, they did not, in a sense, they killed him. But in another sense, he said himself, he gives his life because he has the power to take it up, which he did three days later. Okay. And so these things were pre-written and they had to occur. So there should not be this hatred of groups of people. Okay. There should not be Jew hatred. There should not be white hatred. There should not be black hatred. There should not be man hatred. There should not be police hatred. There should be hatred of evil, period. Evil, okay? And it takes good men with nerve who are toting a set of onions to fight evil, okay? You can't talk evil. Oh, come here, little Mr. Evil. Coochie be a good little boy now. Stop being evil. It's never worked that way, and it never will work that way. You got to man up, okay? You got to man up. And so this is just the reality of life. And so and I'm going to make a link here biblically to what's happening with Trump, okay? And now that I just gave you uh, verse 19. In a, well, let me do this. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have a short segment right, right up here as we go into the top of the hour news. Uh, but I'm going to go back through this verse 19 and verse 20 in the book of Luke. We're going to cover and we're going to make the link from what happened 1,986 years ago to what's happening right here today in 2019. We're going to take that break right now, folks. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. I 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. And yeah, short segment here before we go to the top of our news, uh, about three minutes here. So I'm going to hit this real quick. I'm in the book of Luke, uh, verses 19 and 20. Okay. And uh, now, and the chief priests and the scribes, the same hour, sought to lay hands on him, and they feared the people. For they perceived that they that he had spoken this parable against them, which I right before the break I just explained that that's exactly uh, what he did. Now, verse twenty, and they watched him, and they sent forth spies, which should pretend to be honest men. That they, listen to this now, that they might take hold of his words so that they might deliver him unto the power of the authorities. Now, do I have to read that again, folks? Okay, do I have to write that in crayon? This is right there. All we have to do is knock a little dust off of our Bibles, and all these answers are right there, and these things come become clear. Okay, so for, for my political friends out there, we're going to jump over from Luke chapter 20, over to uh, John uh, chapter 15. If the world hate you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but listen to this, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hate you. Remember, the servant is not greater than his Lord. They persecuted me. They will persecute you. That's Donald J. Trump. Okay. Now, people, they can like it or they can not like it. That is the word of God. Okay. Now, we're going to take our top of the hour news break, folks, and we'll be right back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky, lovers they may cause you tears, go ahead release your fears, stand up and be counted, don't be shamed to cry, you gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser, you gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig. But then he just backed up and said, When Jesus sings my portion, my constant friend is he. Oh. 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, and I am coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And, um, you know, these people are so wicked, folks, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm online uh, trying to grab the, the Mueller report, and Google is so wicked. They they. They lo- everything is the left wing slant. You know, you put in there complete Trump comments. You know, I just heard the news and I can't say I'm shocked, you know, maybe a little bit surprised. This is the Salem News Network. And uh, I mean, it's not NPR. You know, it's um, it's kind of ridiculous. OK, these folks, you just heard the news report you just heard was wrong. It was wrong. It was incomplete. Okay. They selectively pulled out a portion of the president's response at the beginning of the um, Mueller report to make it appear as though there was something that the president had a, a legitimate reason to fear. Okay. And then the reality of it was that the president was upset and saying that, you know, this is going to hamstring him and it's going to be a great big waste of time. It's going and which was true. It, it was a great big waste of time. It did hamstring him. OK, it, it actually cost him the uh, the uh, Republicans losing control of the House of Representatives. This was all and this was the plan all along, folks. And so now phase two of their plan is to take the Mueller report and to continually milk it uh, going down to 2020. And unless Republicans learn how to get wise, and all these knuckleheads have to do is open their Bible up, knock the dust off of it. This is not rocket science. I, do, I mean, do I have to write, get a, get a piece of, you remember that paper we used to have in the third grade, first, second, and third grade? It was kind of light gray, and it had lines on it. It had a, the heavy line and then a little skinny line, and the little skinny line was where you wrote your um, your small lowercase letters went up to the skinny line, the, and, and your full case letters, uppercase letters, went up to the thick line, okay? So do I have to get some paper like that and a crayon and write it and, and, and send it to these knucklehead Republicans? It's, I mean, we have truth on our side. We who are in the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. We have truth. We have biblical truth. We have math. Okay. We have history. We have science. And they, the Democrats like to claim that they have science, that they have the high road. They have the low road. We have the high road. We're just a bunch of, you know, goofball, nice guys that do not know how to Use what God has given us, okay? And we want to take it easy on the opposition. And you read the Bible and see what happens when God tells you how to win a battle, and then you go out there on your own and you want to take it easy. 
you know, see how that works out. I can't think of one case in the Bible where it worked out well. All right. You just, and again, this is just, this is simple folks. All right. And we're letting these people cow us into playing this, you know, game of, you know, that's my friend across the aisle and he has a legitimate opposition. And you, you look at Fox and all these other different uh, television broadcasts. And I mean, the Fox has really been wicked here lately. All right. They've literally, I saw, um, oh, what's the guy's name does the business section. Um, oh, I had, I had made a note of it. Um, I can picture him in my mind. Uh, oh God, brain freeze. Okay. But it was two hosts on, um, on Fox that Shep Smith is one, which I was not surprised at anything wicked that Shepard Smith does or says. Okay. Uh, he's a neoliberal and, you know, always has been. And so it's, it, it doesn't shock me, but he shut down someone uh, that was trying to make a point about the um, the fire in Notre Dame. And uh, and then this, I forget the guy's name, who does the business reports. He shut down Father Donahue, who was trying to make the same point, okay? And so on two different programs, uh, Fox, now people say, oh, you're denying folks their uh, First Amendment rights. And now I'm founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., and I'm telling you, no, they did not, because only the government can do that. Fox News is a private business, so Fox News lacks the power to infringe upon your First Amendment rights. Only the government can infringe upon your First Amendment rights, okay? But so what people have to do is make Fox News pay. And so the only way to make them pay is for a more Christian, more conservative, uh, more constitutional competitor to rise up and take market share from Fox because Fox has made a lot of money by being the pretend conservative against four or five out and out, you know, open neoliberals. Okay. CNN, MSNBC, PBS, ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, all of them, they're basically identical. Okay. It's five, six, seven different outlets. And so, the nation is split down the middle. So you you pretty much you have, you know, one third are neoliberal idiots or evil people. That's one third. They are in they're gonna be in that camp period. You cannot talk them out of it. Now one third are in our camp. We're gonna be here. You cannot talk us out of it. And then one third, for some odd reason, they can't make their mind up, okay? They can't figure out whether uh, a baby with a beating heart in the womb of its mother is life deserving to live. They can't figure that out, okay? They can't figure out, it seems, that if you if it's okay to lock your car, it's okay to lock your home, but it's not okay to lock your, the border of your country. They can't, they, can't, they can't make their mind up on that. Now, what is wrong with these people? But that's one-third of the country, and it's evenly split you know, roughly speaking. Okay. And it's always this way. The revolutionary war was like that. One third fought with England. One third fought with George Washington and the Patriots. One third didn't care. Okay. Nothing has changed. This is the nature of people. Okay. This, it is 
what it is. Okay, so what has the what has been happening is that Fox News has had the conservative side of the country all to itself as far as being able to sell advertising, people that want to sell products to that segment of the American population, they've had one place to go, Fox News. Now, people that want to sell products to the neoliberal portion of the nation, they have several choices. So that market gets divided, and this is why Fox News makes more money than the rest of them. They have not had to divide the pie. So the only way to force Fox News and I don't even think, you know, with the old man Murdoch on the way out and the young the young boys rising, I don't even think it's possible. I think what has to happen is that someone has to rise up and just take them out because it's not a First Amendment violation. Only the government can do that, folks. Only the government. When a private business like Fox News does it, you know, they have their rights. They have their freedom. They are evil and wicked, and I don't like them, but I respect freedom. I respect free will. They have theirs. I have mine. You have yours. They're doing their thing. You and I, folks, we have to do our thing. Now, one thing, you, well, we're going to take a quick break here, but one thing, you know, listen to my giving ad as we go to break. One of the things you can do is support this radio program because I think the truth I give out and the way that I give it out, I have not found anything like it in the United States of America. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And I hope you were listening, folks, with when that giving ad uh, played, because freedom really is not free. And, uh, hey, it's a, it's a heavy, huge lift that uh, Mrs. Hatchet and I have been doing. We're in our 11th year now, and we're um, about six months away from completing our 11th year. And um, we just uh, greatly appreciate the many, many people that have been uh, givers uh, to this program. And uh, my organization, the First Amendment Inc., uh, is the sponsoring organization. And uh, we welcome you to join our other donors uh, and stand with me as a watchman on the wall. And that's exactly what I am, folks. I take it very, very seriously when the word of God says, I have appointed watchmen upon thy walls, O America, who shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. I take that seriously. I take it as God has not given me a suggestion, 
I take it as God has given me a commandment. Okay. And remember now, this is Monday, Thursday, and Monday means what? Commandment. That's what it means. Okay. So if you want to be a watchman on the wall, you don't have a microphone, but you can certainly help pay for my microphone. Okay. And uh, for those who uh, care to go online, our website is thereallyrealdeal.com. The really real deal dot com. I highly encourage you to go there, sign up for the newsletter and go to the donation uh, page and make a as generous a donation as uh, the Lord will allow you to make. And, um, you know, we, we even have some people that make recurring donations. And if any of them are listening, I just want to say thank you and God bless you. And um, now we have many listeners that are not online and they prefer to do things the old fashioned way with a check and put it in the mail. So for you people, you would make a check out to the First Amendment Inc., the First Amendment Inc., and the mailing address is 8659 Staples Mill Road, 8659 Staples Mill Road, the zi- and that's Richmond, Virginia. The zip code two three two two eight. Two three two two eight, and I need to remind. Maybe I'll write myself a little note. I need to do this more often. Okay, I don't do this often enough, and uh, so I'll try to remember to do it again before the end of today's program, which we have what thirty six minutes left in today's program. So I'll, you know, if you if you didn't catch that, and if you would like to donate, grab a pen and 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 uh, paper, and I'll I'll be sure and do it again before the end of the program. Now. I have here a little bit of the Mueller report, but again, before, uh, you know, I like to go to the Word of God first and then the Word of man. Now, where is it here? Word of God, Book of Daniel, Chapter 6. So go, read the whole Chapter 6, folks, okay? It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these now, this version says three presidents of whom Daniel was first, but, you know, it's unimportant. In their language, they called them something else, okay? But now in America, we have three branches of government, and we have, you know, literally throughout the country or the whole kingdom, if you if you will, there's hundreds of uh, different offices, okay? And so now we have our three branches. We have the legislature, we have the judiciary, and the executive which is first, okay, so of whom Trump was first, okay, that these others might give account to him so that the people should have no damage, okay? And I'm just kind of, you know, shifting the the, the phrases here from 3,000 years ago up to 2019, all right? Then this Trump was preferred above these other princes because an excellent spirit was in him and the king sought to set him over the whole realm. Okay. And see, this is what Trump has. And this is why people voted for Trump. There is an excellent spirit. Trump has always had that little something, that savoir faire, that, that little something. Okay. And, um, but, 
the people that were that Trump was over, they didn't like it. And so there's this there was this swamp that Trump talks about today. But in the Bible, there was a swamp, folks. So, again, there's no new thing under the sun. And so back in Daniel's day, it says, then they sought to find an occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. So modernizing and updated, they sought to find an occasion against Trump concerning the kingdom, but they could find no occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful. Neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel or in modern terms against this Trump except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these men and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. Now, I'm not going to go through, you know, all of this, but this is where they set the trap, okay? And uh, and so it ended up uh, Daniel going into the lions, into the uh, furnace. Now, Let's go to today, okay? This Mueller report, it, uh, it was always about we can find no fault in him. It was always about that. There's an excellent spirit in him. But we're the swamp, and he's over us, and we don't like it. And so we got to take this guy out. So, the, I mean, the economy is up. You know, respect of America is up. Early on in the presidency, illegal immigrant crossings at the southern border were down until the Democrats got in the gear and people saw that, you know, at first they were afraid. Oh, big, bad Trump. And uh, I've even had some uh, Hispanic men tell me, oh, man, I have no workers. Everybody go home. This Trump, this Trump, they're afraid of this Trump. OK, and I'm not making mockery. OK. You know, I, I, I'm no, I'm not. I'm just this is that this has been some actual conversations. OK, but the Democrats have gotten together with the George Soros funded groups and now they've gotten it. So there's uh, more than ever, 100,000 per month. OK, so. What I'm saying to you folks is that. What do we expect from Democrats? Okay, and all these knucklehead Republicans. Oh, oh, I'm outraged. You know, when we come, we got a little clip we're going to play when we come back from the break. It's from the movie Casablanca, where the guy says, "Oh, I'm shocked. I'm shocked." You know, and that's what I see with these goofball Republicans. These people are at war with us. We need to wake up and be at war with them. And when people are at war with you, you don't ask them to apologize. You defeat them. So when we come back, I'm going to read to you a little bit of this stupid Mueller report. We're going to take that break right now. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. And you just heard the Perfect Man Truth Campaign advertisement there. 
I'm going to give you the mailing address for those of you who who may want to support this campaign uh, with a with a financial donation. Uh, but maybe perhaps you don't go online. For those of you who do go online, it's perfectmantruth.com. Okay, for those of you who would prefer to send a check in the mail, Perfect Man Truth Campaign, 2931 South 108th Street, number 137. 2931 South 108th Street, number 137. West Alice, Wisconsin, 53227. And uh, now this is a short segment here, so I'm going to jump right into the um, reading of this. And and again, uh, Google, they're so wicked. You know, I put in truth of Trump reaction to Mueller. I'm trying to get the full comment that Trump made. I had heard it earlier today and I heard how it was the, the reporting. They've took a portion of it and made it sound like Trump had something to hide when it, the reality is that he had nothing to hide. Okay. This whole thing was, trumped up uh, from the beginning. But Google is so wicked. You go through page after page after page, and it's 10 entries per page, and it's all lies. Okay, these people are liars from the pit of hell. And then I'm supposed to apologize when I call Democrats evil and wicked. You know, I, I mean, if I wasn't a godly man, I'd cuss right now. I'm so angry. But, um, I'm trying to contain myself, folks, and uh, y'all pray for me out there, okay? And, uh, anyway, I've got the uh, Mueller report here. I'm just going to read just a little bit to show you, you know, how evil and wicked and how slippery these people are. Just like in the Bible, it says uh, Satan was the most subtle, okay? He's very subtle, okay? I'm reading now. First, a traditional prosecution or declination decision entails a binary determination to initiate or decline a prosecution. But we determined not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment. Okay, now stop. Check that out. They're deciding they're not they're not going to make a decision. So they're just going to let this hang out. Like I told you earlier and like I've been telling you for two years the whole purpose of this is just to cast doubt over Trump, and it's just dribble, dribble, dribble to keep the ignorant voting Democrat because the economy is up, there are more jobs, there's less need for food stamps, the lowest record number uh, ever of um, uh, unemployment among uh, blacks, Hispanics, women, female employment up. Uh, under Obama, the things that were up was food stamp usage, poverty. All of the negatives were up. Under Trump, all the positives are up. They can't let that be the news. So the news has to be this. OK, this is the it's fake news, folks. So they did. I'm back to the reading now. So they've declined to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment. All right. The Office of Legal Counsel has issued an opinion, an opinion finding that the indictment or criminal prosecution of a sitting president would impermissibly undermine the capacity of him to do his job, basically. I'm skipping forward a little bit. And apart from the constitutional view, we recognize that a federal criminal prosecution against a sitting president would place burdens on the president's capacity to govern and potentially preempt 
processes, constitutional processes for addressing presidential misconduct. Second, while the OLC opinion concludes a sitting president may not be prosecuted, it recognizes that a criminal investigation during the president's term is permissible. Okay, so again, it's just smoke and mirrors, folks. Okay, so they can't prosecute, but they can investigate. Now, how would that work if someone uh, walked into um, a liquor store and and, uh, pull a gun out and robbed them? Would they say, oh, we we can't prosecute, but we can investigate? Okay, there was never anything here. It was always made up. These people are liars. If you want to know the full truth of Robert Mueller and all these Democrats, you go to the book of John, chapter 8, verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil. The lusts of your father ye will do. He was a liar from the beginning, and he is the father of lies. So when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Final 15 minutes of today's program. The number here, if you would like to call, 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. And, uh, you know, and again, like I said, this Mueller report, folks, is, this is this stuff is all throughout the Word of God. The Bible is full of this. And, I, you know, you don't hear no one on Fox News wants to, uh, you know, talk truth. They want to talk minutia. OK. And of course, you you don't expect anything different out of CNN, MSNBC and, you know, all the places where Democrats hang out. But, you know, they want to say, oh, obstruction of justice that, you know, uh, they didn't find anything because Trump scared everybody. He, I mean, they've been going after this man, you know, 24, 7, 365. Obama himself and the whole Obama uh, apparatus of FBI, CIA, you know, and all the other different um, security apparatus of the federal government, the most powerful uh, surveillance uh, system ever devised by humanity. They were all uh, spying on Trump. And again, word of God, spies, 1,986 years ago, spying, spying on Jesus, placing people in the camp to, you know, take hold of his words so that they could twist those words and turn Jesus over to the authorities. And Jesus says, if they did it to me, they'll do it to you. Okay. And you, the servant and Trump is the servant. Okay. So they're doing it to Trump. So if there's no justice, how can you obstruct justice? There is no justice. There was no crime. And so, you know, and these Democrats, they get away with this. They did the same thing to Scooter Libby uh, a couple of decades ago, 15 or so years ago. There was no crime. Patrick Fitzgerald knew that there was no crime. 
okay? They knew that it was uh, some guy, uh, you know, I forget the guy's name that, you know, did some little minor crap. And they knew this, and they went forward with a phony investigation because they hated um, Bush and they hated Cheney. And so they they couldn't get to Bush, they couldn't get to Cheney, so they got Cheney's chief of staff, Scooter Libby, okay? And so, they, you know, I mean, this is how these people are. Word of God, Book of Leviticus, don't pervert justice, don't show favoritism to the poor or the great. Judge on a basis of what is right. And see, and we have in our minds, we think that, you know, the Department of Justice, that that's what they do. But they're not a Department of Justice. You know, Trump's trying to defend himself. And it's like, if you defend yourself, this, oh, you're obstructing justice. No, you're obstructing a hijacking. You're obstructing a takeover. That's not obstruction of justice. That's self-defense. And, you know, there have actually been legal cases where people have broken into someone's house, received an ass whooping, and yes, I said it, and no, I'm not taking it back. And then they went into court and sued and have won cases. You know, you come on up in my house and see what happens to you. You know, I'll blow you away. I'm not going to whoop on you. But this is the world that we live in. Up is down. Down is up. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. This is evil from the very pit of hell. And this is what this is. When justice is done, Proverbs 21, when justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. Book of Job, he reveals the deep things of darkness and brings utter darkness into the light. This is, I mean, there's, there's all of this, you know, Hosea, but you must return to your God, maintain love and justice and wait for God. This is, you know, folks, this is evil. This is wickedness. And this is the world in which we live. And then I have to catch flack for saying that, you know, Democrats are evil. You know, I have a little, um, a little promo that we play throughout the day, you know, at our radio station where I ask this question, are they, are they stupid or are they wicked? And I mean, it's just, you know, pull that, pull it up and play it. You, can you pull it up real quick, Henry? You know, I mean, this is a good time to play it for those of you who may be new to the program. Let me know when you got it. Yeah. And uh, but these Democrats at the top know what they're doing, folks. These are not people that are mistaken. And so for my Christian friends, for my Republican friends who like to say, oh, that's my friend across the aisle and he's so mistaken. Oh, I just I wish they would just wake up and smell the coffee and apologize. And I mean, it's not going to happen. It's like asking Hitler to apologize. You don't ask Mussolini to apologize. You don't ask Hirohito to apologize. You don't ask Zao Hawi to apologize. Okay? Nobody asked Bin Laden to apologize. It went up in his bedroom and shot him dead. You know, this this is this is ridiculous, okay? George Washington didn't ask King George to apologize. They waged war. 
I mean, when are we going to grow up? When? I mean, this, I mean, what is it that these people have to do to us? They want to put a dress on your grandson. I fight for some of your grandchildren harder than you fight for them. That's the truth. That's the truth. You just put them on a school bus, send them off to school, and then go back to watching soap operas and eating Cheetos. It's it's ridiculous. And then 18 years later, when you don't recognize your grandson, all, now all of a sudden you're upset. Your grandson needs your attention now. He needs your attention while he's young. You bend a tree when it's young, not when it's old. Anyway, we're going to take our final break of the day, folks, and then we'll be right back to wrap up today's program. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. His death wasn't the end, but the beginning of life that's completed in you. Don't you see? He did all this for you. Hallelujah. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. It's been another fantastic program, folks, and I really appreciate you all uh, being out there with us. I wish I were able to be here with you tomorrow, Good Friday, uh, but... Uh, unfortunately, today is my last program of this week, uh, this beautiful Holy Week. Uh, on Saturday, uh, don't forget, though, that uh, Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, uh, I am replayed. I won't be here live, but uh, one of the programs that we've done this week, I'm not sure which one, but one of the programs will replay uh, twice on Saturday, actually, 10 to noon and again, 10 to midnight. And... Um, you know, but I pray that you have a very blessed uh, Good Friday. I pray that your Maundy Thursday is blessed as well. And uh, and I really, I really pray that you all, many of you will take an opportunity, make time to attend a Good Friday service somewhere. Okay, uh, I think I'm going to want to go to St. Anthony's uh, Anglican Church uh, Good Friday service. And um, so, uh, but... You know, go to a Good Friday service uh, somewhere. And some people say, oh, well, why is it called Good Friday? And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's called Good Friday, folks, because what appeared to be a victory for Satan was a victory over Satan, over sin and over death. And the Bible says in the book of Acts, you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death, but God raised him from the dead. And so we're just going to let that uh, be the final word uh, this evening here. And uh, oh, and I need to give the address again for those that want to uh, donate uh, and support this program. The really real deal. You make your check out to the First Amendment Inc. 
and send it to 8659 Staples Mill Road, 8659 Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia, 23228. And, uh, and thank you, and God bless you. And, uh, and I just pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you, uh, that he would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, and that the Lord would lift his countenance up upon you and give you peace. God bless you out there, everyone. I'll see you next week. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Our Father. 